like Blake said, if you don't know me, my name is Josh Miner. Um, I grew up in a small town in northern Illinois called Freeport. Uh, our high school mascot was the pretzels. You can eat us, but you can't beat us. That was pretty much my high school right there. So, yeah, it's kind of corny. Um, I grew up, as I said, in a small town. I am the youngest of six children. My mom and dad adopted four, and they got a little crazy, and then they had my brother and I. I did grow up in a Christian um, household, and I was baptized in high school at a, a high school spring break youth group trip. So, basically, I have a very firm Christian foundation when I was growing up, which helped me a lot. Uh, when I went to college, I went to college at a small school called Taylor University in Indiana. And in the second semester of my freshman year, I'm going to blame my wife. She told me not to cry. Second semester of my freshman year, my grandpa passed away. I was very close to him. It was pretty much the first time that um, I lost someone that I was close to. My sophomore year in September, my aunt passed away from breast cancer. And she was the type of woman that if you were having a bad day, all you had to do was hear her laugh, and it just made your day better. She was that kind of woman. And in October, I had a friend from Taylor commit suicide. So in a short amount of time, I went from not having anyone pass away that I was very close to, to boom, boom, boom. And I was like, oh, uh, I began to be afraid to get close to others because I was afraid that I would lose them. Um, also in that same month of October of my sophomore year, a girl came up to me to uh, ask me and if I wanted to go to Ireland to study abroad. My wife already knows this. She was, I thought she was cute. And I asked her if she was going. She said yes. So I was like, yeah, I'll go, sure. And, you know, we went to, well, I went to my first meeting, and unfortunately, they already had like four or five meetings before this, so they, every, they already knew each other. I walked in, and I was like, I know no one. And it was our second to last meeting, and I was like, we're leaving in a few months, and I know absolutely no one. So when I walked in, I actually met a girl named Kim, who was best friends with one of a friend that I had in high school. So I was like, oh, yes, this is cool. I got to, you know, finally get to know someone going to, you know, study abroad. And when I went to Ireland within that first week, my dog died of cancer, which some people are like, that's eh, just a dog. But for me, it was pretty tough because that was like my dog. And, you know, it was the one that I had raised since it was a puppy. And it just kind of stunk. I was like, man, I knew he was sick. But then I went and... I thought he was going to get better, and within the first week, he passed away. But I had my friend Kim. She immediately came over to me, and she said, hey, look, I know exactly how you feel. I had to put two of my dogs to sleep right before I came here, so I, I know what it's like, and it's, it's not fun. And it was just nice because it's kind of like, you know, I felt, again, as if I knew someone on the trip, and it was, you know, comforting. Um, 
you know, Kim and I began to be good friends just because she was pretty much the only person that I knew going on the trip. And we had an Irish professor named Jennifer who had this crazy idea that she wanted to meet with everyone from our group once a week. So the first time when I met with her, I told her my fear of getting close to others because I thought God would take them away. And she just listened, and then she prayed. And for the first time, I kind of felt as if there was like a sense of peace about it, you know? March 16th, we went to Glendalock, which is an ancient monastery. And it was the second time we'd been there. The first time we'd spent just a couple hours. This time we were able to spend the whole day there. And we were ecstatic. And it had rained for three days straight, which is nothing new in Ireland. That's what it does. But um, it was slippery and it was wet. And then as I was coming down the mountain hiking, I started to fall. And <laughs> um, I started to fall. I slid down the mountain. And I was trying to grab something. I couldn't. And I kept sliding. And I finally grabbed a branch. And I looked down. It was like a 30-foot drop. Just sharp, jagged drops at the bottom. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. And then I started to slip, and I was like, this isn't good. So thankfully, my roommates, um, Zach and James, they were able to pull me up to safety. And I, you know, as we were walking to the bus, I was like, man, this could have this ended bad. Like, I could have died. This is, this is kind of scary, but I'm just glad that we're all here safe. At that time, we got in the bus, and then my other roommate, Joe, comes running down the road. And if you've ever seen a guy of Joe's size, he's not a runner. And so I was like, this is, this is awkward. This is, you know, something, something's up. And he came on the bus, and he said, hey, Kim fell down the mountain. And I was like, what? So my professor, Dr. Harbin, and I, we just jumped out of the bus, and we ran two miles to the uh, spot, and we saw these emergency rescue personnel there. And I knew it. I could see in their eyes. She was gone. She fell 120 feet. Four to five seconds. She was screaming the entire time. And then we went from a small group of 20 to being that group where it was all over, everywhere, everywhere. We couldn't go anywhere. We went, you know, when, when you hear about something like that, you hear like, oh, man, my heart goes out to these people or prayers for this group or prayers for these people. But when it's your group, it's like a reality. You can't leave. It stunk. It hurt. And it was the day before St. Patrick's Day. We were all excited to go to, you know, Dublin for St. Patrick's Day. Who doesn't want to be in Ireland for St. Patrick's Day? After this happened, that was the last place I wanted to be. But we went to church that next day, and our pastor changed the message to the power that we have over death through Christ. In other words, Christ conquered death and gave his life again, which is kind of fitting for today. So... I struggled for a long time with why not me? Why was I allowed to survive and why did Kim die? I met with Jennifer, who was my Irish professor, and I told her that I hated God. And he made my worst fear come true. He took 
the one friend that I became friends with, he took her away. My fear had become reality. So I said, I'm done with God. And I became a silent atheist, and no one knew except for my professor. And we met every week, like normal, and she listened to me unload and just get things off my chest. And she prayed for me, and I laughed at her because she prayed for me. I thought it was a joke. And finally, after a month of meeting with Jennifer, and the fourth meeting, I sat down, I took a deep breath, and I said, I can't do it. I can't do this anymore. I can't act like God isn't here. I can't act like he hasn't been here the past month. See, I found that what I thought would make me feel better, in other words, distancing myself from God, only made me feel more lost and lonely and isolated. And although I kept screaming out for anyone to comfort me but him, it always seemed to be him there, patiently waiting to take me back. So I turned to him, and I was just exhausted from resisting him. And it was like someone switched the lights on after sitting in the dark for so long. So basically, here I am, 16 years later. I just celebrated nine years of marriage. And I have four beautiful, crazy, rambunctious, and very loud children. But I'll keep them. And I have a restored faith that God can bring good from the ashes. He took my fear of not being able to get close to others for fear of losing them. And he showed me that I will never lose him. 1 Peter 5.10 says, And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Thank you.